0: This is Cruise Radio.
1: Now more than ever, you should consider Trip Insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise 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 Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. A review of Norwegian Gem this week. Yeah, they finally started sailing Norwegian Cruise Line out of Florida. Remember, they started sailing out of Seattle on august 7th now sailing from florida carrie and his wife miss nancy lee they did a seven night western caribbean cruise on norwegian gem so we'll be talking to carrie in just a couple of moments cruise radio news our daily quick hits of the news monday through friday the three things you need to know you can find it just opposite of this podcast channel at cruise radio news or on the cruise radio youtube channel all right we have carrie potted up on the soundboard and we're ready to go hey carrie
0: Hey Doug, how are you doing?
1: Good man, so happy to talk to you again and so happy to talk to you about a cruise for a change. It's been uh, it's been way too long. Happy to have you on, buddy. And uh before we get to the cruise itself, we'll do like we always do and we'll take a step back. Give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this 7-night aboard gem?
0: You know, Doug, that's that's a great question. I'm glad you asked because through the cancel and rebook and cancel and rebook through our pandemic, um we we actually applied our future cruise credits from Norwegian to a two-week back-to-back coming up in November, December of this year on Encore, but we just couldn't wait any longer. So what we ended up doing was saying, okay, we're going to go ahead and go on the very first cruise Norwegian has available out of Florida, and it happened to be the Norwegian gem, and the bonus, 100% vaccination crew and guests. So that was our thoughts.
1: Definitely a no-brainer for you. And if you're under 12 years old, you can't even get on a Norwegian ship right now, can you?
0: That's correct. Although there were a good number of teenagers, we were <laughs> quite surprised that we're all congregating together. I'm, I'm going to take a guess and say somewhere around 20 okay. on board. But uh, yeah, it was nice.
1: Did they say what percent the ship was actually sailing at?
0: About 65%, Okay, somewhere along that line. So I didn't get an uh, actual count of passengers, but it was about that.
1: 65% of what, 2,300? That's not bad at all. Let's talk about embarkation now because you're down in Tampa. You uh, made your way to Miami to board Jem from Port Miami, the new terminal there. How was embarkation? Was it much different than your last cruise you got off of? What was it, 22 months ago?
0: Yeah, so another great question. When we, we drove down, we parked at the pier because we just find it to be more convenient. And the good news is Norwegian has had this brand new pier, Terminal B. And so we were able to park right at the pier walk from the parking lot directly into the terminal. Well, I should say, wait, no, they walked us into a section of the terminal, which was for the pre uh, pre boarding COVID testing, mm-hmm. but it was smooth as silk, right? So we went through the COVID testing process and then from the COVID testing process, they, after you, I think the longest wait you could ever have in your life is to get that, that bing on the screen that says, yes, You have a negative COVID test Mm and you can get on board and embark on the ship. But once we get past that test, we went straight up to upstairs through the embarkation process and we're straight on board. So I'm going to say total time when we arrived at the port, talking about probably 40 to 45 minutes max.
1: With the test you took at the terminal, they just kind of swab both nostrils, then they run it through the processing and then say, hey, you're negative. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that. It was in actually in the luggage area. They had it sectioned off. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they ended up doing was they had different stations. So they give each of you an individual number and you go to that numbered station and then they actually pass to you a testing kit and you swab your own nasal passages, five swabs on each nasal passage. Then you hand them back the testing kit, and then you go sit and wait.
1: So you get a negative test. You go to make your way on board. Let's get some first impressions here because I'm sure you know the crew was happy to see you after 18 months, and I'm sure you were just as happy to see the crew.
0: Absolutely. I, I, the crew was, was fantastic. I, they were screaming and jumping and happy. Some were crying, and we were about at that point too. Yeah. Once we got on the ship, it was doing a dance, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing they they said to us was, want to make sure, even though you have uh, followed through and read the, or watched the video, pre-cruise video for the muster station, this is the direction you need to go to just make sure you check in. And what they ended up doing was uh, routing us to a specific station where our muster station is. And they had two gentlemen there that just very quickly went down the list. Uh, things that we need to make sure we're aware of, showed us a quick a quick, brief uh, review of how to put on your life jacket, and we were done. And that, that was it. It was very simple.
1: It sounds like Norwegian is also doing the e-muster type thing like Royal Caribbean and Carnival are doing. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. You make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? And did you notice anything different this go-around, whether it be limited cabin service or something missing from the room, etc.?
0: Yeah, so uh, the cabin service was normal, uh, as you would expect on any cruise, which was fantastic. Uh, There were no masks in the room. There was no hand sanitizer. Like I said, it was 100% vaccinated on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we were living in that bubble, which was quite nice, actually. Um, So what we ended up getting in the room was a little bit smaller of an ocean view balcony than you may be accustomed to on the more modern modern ships, but it was very efficient, even though it was smaller the storage space was fantastic uh, the restroom or the bathroom area it was a little bit different than normal they had on one side of the bathroom they had a glass shower doored area and on the other side of the bathroom opposite to the sink there was a the toilet area which was very small so, But it accommodated us quite well throughout the week. We just navigated person to person who was going to be in what area, and it was, it was fine. The only thing I would say is the, the television in the room, if you choose to watch television when you're on a cruise, was a, was a smaller scale uh, television, uh, but the balcony was a very good size. So we have nothing to complain about. Everything was, was handled really well. Our stateroom attendant uh, did both services in the morning, cleaned up after us and turned down
1: at night. I was actually wondering about your cabin carry, because I've been watching your photos and your videos all week. And every morning you'd go out there and take some video. And I was like, wow, he must be in a suite.
0: Yeah, it, it was a very nice size balcony. We were quite surprised. Uh, but we were very su- happy about that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk about dining now. And how is Norwegian cruise line handling the buffet service in a startup environment?
0: Well, the first thing I would say is Norwegian has plenty of bacon. I gotta say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do follow you too, Doug. Okay. So <laughs> the the thing I would say about the buffet is it it seemed rather normal. Uh, you served yourself. Um, the The crew behind the the uh, in the buffet area was actually wearing masks. In fact, all of the crew on board were wearing masks, and that was uh as a responsibility that the captain put on them and i and i had different reasons in my own head why i think that was the case but in the buffet it was you know they had all their various areas they had your hamburger and hot dogs they had your pasta they had your pizza they had your uh your salad bar area so it was rather normal um and it was quite nice actually
1: how about the drink service in the buffet area? Are you actually going up there, getting a cup and serving yourself? Uh, I've been on ships doing it both ways, or is a, a server coming to you saying, "Can I get you something to drink"?
0: Uh, the drink, the beverage area was open to serve yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the the soft serve ice cream, serve yourself. So all of those amenities that you would normally have in a buffet, are uh, you'd be accustomed to on prior cruising, were the same.
1: Yeah, and that's a good thing about being in that bubble environment. You actually feel safe being able to do things where you might not feel as safe doing so on land. How about the main dining room situation? I know Norwegian has the freestyle dining, so no real main dining rooms. But how was service in the, we'll call it dining room, though?
0: Yeah, they, they actually had two different... Um dining areas that are included in the cruise fair that are not considered specialty dining or actually three. Mm -hmm. So they have their, the magenta dining room. They have, I think it's called the grand Cypress, And then they also have uh, the orchid garden, which is an Asian flair, which was really nice. And all three of those venues were included. Uh, There's also oceans, which is an older version of their, their newer uh, i forget what they called on their newer ships but that's a free uh, venue as well um, and th- those were all nice we went to all three of those all four of those actually and they were they were quite nice and we also enjoyed some specialty dining on board as well
1: When I was on Norwegian Star a couple of years ago and we did the Orchard Garden and I was really surprised actually on how good it was and that it was actually included in the price of your fare, your cruise fare, because I would have paid for it because it was really good. And that pub you're talking about, that is the local, I believe, on uh, the newer ships.
0: Yes, it is. You're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. And then did you do any specialty dining on board this seven night?
0: We did. We did our classic La Bistro. We have to take that in. That's one of our favorites. We did La Cucina, and we also enjoyed Cagney's, of course.
1: Which one is y'all's favorite?
0: Ooh, that, that's tough. It's it's a toss-up between definitely La Bistro and Cagney's. So we mm-hmm. generally tend to do La Bistro towards the front of our cruise and Cagney's towards the end, but sometimes we switch it. But they were both fantastic as well as La Cucina, yep.
1: I have to ask, did you get the drink package? You
0: know, great question. We actually did the upgraded Premium Plus beverage package. Mm-hmm. And we found that to be the best option for us. And I know de- beverage packages are different for every individual, uh, but for us, it worked out really well. And this was the first time we've done it. Um, and so we could get whatever bottle of wine that was within the package to uh, deliver to our, our table at any of the restaurants. So we had uh, French uh, French wine in Le Bistro and we had great California Cabernet in Cagney's. And then also... You know, the beers were available. The one thing about the beer on this ship, though, is they don't have the the district brew house. So Mm -hmm. don't expect you're going to have craft beers because they're not on board. Um, But the Starbucks that they now have rolled out fleet wide, the drinks at Starbucks are included in the premium plus package, which was great to see.
1: Entertainment like dining is also done differently from ship to ship. How is Norwegian handling it with like uh, theater shows and things like that?
0: You know, the the cast and crew on this ship were fantastic. They were fabulous. I can't think of enough words. They were so excited to actually be performing in front of paying passengers. Mm-hmm. And the first uh, show, we, we missed the first one, but the first show that we watched was their Blazing Boots, so something I'm sure you would like with your country music background. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. I mean, The ship actually started rocking that night because we were just on the tail edge of Hurricane Grace and they handled it quite well. I mean, they put on a fantastic show show with a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, engaged the crowd. It was fantastic. And then the last night, uh, well, not the last night, one of the last nights we saw uh, another show, which was a throwback to 70s and 80s music, which they did well, excellent at as well. So
1: How about the seating in the theater? I mean, you know, everyone's doing it differently as well. We keep saying that, but I mean, like I went to a concert in Vegas with 65,000 people last month and 20,000 two weeks ago. No space between people. Are ships doing it any differently?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. The uh, the interesting thing was we went on board. We thought, well, why couldn't we pre-book our entertainment options Mm -hmm. on the app or in advance online? The reason being is the ship was not a full capacity and actually on GEM, even when it has, is it full capacity? They don't require that apparently because you can walk into any show and get whatever seat you want. Nice. Now on this sailing, because it was a reduced capacity, there were plenty of seats available, but there were no seats marked off. People were sitting smack dab next to each other because of the bubble we were in. It was quite comfortable actually.
1: How about outside of the theater, uh, like the piano bars or acoustic pl- players around the ship? How was that vibe?
0: It was great, uh, especially in the atrium area. They kept that going quite well, um, but there was also a piano bar that was close to their um, their martini bar and their whiskey bar, if you will. Um, and so there were other areas around the ship, but there were great musicians. They had a great Latin band that was playing. Um, one thing that was different up on deck, on the pool deck they didn't have your traditional uh, band playing at uh, the Caribbean band. They mm-hmm. actually had uh, a DJ up there. But the good news about that was the music was pretty consistent in things that people enjoyed, but you didn't have the, the interaction of, of a band. So, but take one, get the other, right?
1: Yeah. And DJs can be so subjective too, right? I mean, there could be times when you're out there trying to enjoy your day and you're not really caring for the music and you're like, I'd give anything for steel drums. But it sounds like that wasn't the case. You had a good DJ on board. You're sailing. We did. He was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, let's talk about uh, the sea days on board the ship. As we just said, 65% capacity. If you wanted to get a a chair by the pool or find a quiet spot or eat somewhere without a line, how did that play out?
0: Not a problem. Not an issue at all, Doug. I mean, you could get a a chair at the pool deck anytime you wanted. Uh, People were not doing chair hogging or anything like that. And, um, as far as the rest of the ship, things were available. Uh, you know, spa was available. So it was quite nice, actually. I wish yeah. more ships would go sail at 65% capacity <laughs> all the time.
1: Yeah, selfishly, it's nice. <laughs> Although they it probably is. don't like that for their bottom line. Now, right. are you more of a uh, an elevator guy or a stairs guy?
0: Well, so the, due to recent injuries, uh, we had to do the, the elevator the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, and it was not a problem. They were gotcha. quite smooth. The system operated quite well.
1: Awesome. Very good. Well, let's talk about the ports of call. You mentioned that you kind of uh, got chased around by Hurricane Grace there for a minute. So what, let's start uh Let's just do the ports of call in order. Give us the port you went to and then the highlight from that port.
0: Sure. So first uh, port we hit was Roatan, Honduras, and we ended up taking a, a ship tour, if you will, Uh, We went to a place called Big French Key, Mm -hmm. and the reason we went there is because they had a nice snorkel package, and they also had a great beach option as part of that. And I got to tell you, the snorkeling, I've done a lot of snorkeling in the Caribbean over the years. The snorkeling in Roatan was the most fantastic snorkeling I've ever seen, more variety of fish and colors than I've ever seen in the Caribbean before. And that's, of course, Nick, because of the reef that they have in the Roatan area, right? So that was fantastic. Um, Nancy Lee stayed back and and enjoyed the beach at Big French Key and straight across the lagoon is Little French Key. Uh, So it it worked out really well for us. We did have to take a bumpy bus ride to get to it, which was a little odd, but uh, we were there for almost all day, if you will, five or six hours and taken back to the ship and we were good to go as the ship departed from the island. Uh, The second location we went to was Harvest Key which is NCL's private island in the Belize area. And we opted to rent out one of those luxury uh, beach villas. Mm-hmm. And I I cannot tell you enough how much we enjoyed that experience, Doug. The, everything from, and I did a video on this as well, everything from when you first walk in, now it's an air conditioned room to a ceiling fan, to your own uh, refrigerator, to your own boom box, to... Uh, I mean, your own safe so you can lock up your valuables to cushion chairs in a shaded area to your own shower to to beach chairs underneath umbrellas and a hammock and your own private beach to top it off. It was fantastic.
1: You were doing a tour on Facebook of your villa. And I'm like, wow, he must be at great stirrup. But turns out, yeah, it was Harvest Key. I had no clue could, uh, the villas were that nice there.
0: Yeah, it was actually Harvest Key. Yeah. Uh, Great Stirrup does have them too, mm-hmm. too, and we've already, because we enjoyed that experience so much, while we were there, we booked the the same type of experience at Great Stirrup Key for both of our back-to-back sailings.
1: Nice. Now, where did uh, Hurricane Grace come into play?
0: Immediately after uh, Harvest Key. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to be going to Costa Maya, and the captain came on and, and shared that Due to the Hurricane Grace, we're going to alter our itinerary. We're going to stay in the Belize area and we're going to allow guests to tender into Belize City. We chose not to do so just because we wanted to stay on board and we weren't too sure about what to do in Belize City. And we heard some things about, well, you got to be careful there. Uh, Don't know that for myself, but we decided to stay on board and we had fun on board. And uh, then that night we left and went towards Cozumel and the seas were a little, I wouldn't say super rough, but they were definitely more rough than you would normally have. And they're definitely more so than the rest of our cruise because it was smooth as Mm silk everywhere else. Um, But we got into Cozumel the next day after Belize City um, and the weather was perfect. It was beautiful there.
1: I want to go back to Harvest Key for a second because I know Norwegian developed this in partnership with Belize. So there's local vendors on the uh, on the area as well. So did the drink package work on land?
0: Great question. No, it did not. So uh, we did have our own private butler. We did have our own private concierge as well. Um, they had a great uh, meal menu available to us. So we paid for our meals and we also paid for our drinks. Uh, but the service was over the top, and uh, we didn't see that to be a problem. And we tipped them accordingly.
1: Am I correct in saying for the cost of the villa, you can actually include a group of people and not just the two of you?
0: You can. You can have up to four people for Mm -hmm. the cost uh, that you pay. And then you can add additional individuals at an additional cost per person. Uh, But what I would say for groups of couples that want to just have a great beach day together and more private of an area or families that you know are extended families, this would be a great option especially if you're sharing the cost. So if you think about a short excursion, you know, on average, anywhere from 50 to a hundred dollars, depending on what you're doing. And then you divide the cost of this villa up amongst a group of six to eight people. Mm-hmm. It's relatively the same cost. Yeah. We were there for eight hours. Nice. And so, I mean, it, it's well worth the investment.
1: And the beauty is there's no, uh, there's no tender ride there. You dock right there on the Island or the peninsula, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. They, uh, what they do is they do offer guests to take a, um, I would say for lack of a better term, a golf cart. Mm-hmm. They'll take you from the ship to a staging area right inside the beginning of Harvest Key, the resort area, if you will. Um, but because we had the villa, there's a check-in station right there. And they put you on another one and then they take you across the island over to your private villa.
1: Whisk you away like you're exactly. the rock star. Yeah, Take me away again. <laughs> Exactly. Very cool, man. So you make your way back to Port Miami. Was the disembarkation experience any different than your past cruises?
0: Very much so. Um, we took our time uh, because we were locals to Florida. So we chose the 930 disembarkation and we, so we went down and we had breakfast and in the main restaurant. And then after breakfast, we went back to our room, got our bags and pretty much walk straight off. The one thing I would say is that with Norwegian now, they're using the facial recognition. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing your embarkation process, you use the facial recognition, they check your passport. You never have to pull out your passport again, at least on this cruise, we never had to. So when we disembarked the ship, as we're getting off the deck to get on the gangway, they did facial recognition. We walked straight from there, went downstairs, grabbed one bag that we had checked and we walked straight out of the terminal. So we, I mean, the disembarkation process, it took us, I would say 10, 15 minutes yeah. once we started. So it wasn't bad.
1: What was the vibe like on this sailing? I mean, did, were there people wearing masks? I know you were in the bubble there, but some people are going to wear it regardless.
0: You know, the There were some guests that did choose to wear masks, but mm-hmm. it was sporadic. It yeah. was very, very small percentage. Everybody was so happy to be interacting with other humans in a bubble. It was it, it was that uh, semblance of normality, if you will, yeah. and that everybody was just enjoying. So yeah, I mean, even in an elevator, there was no restrictions to two or four people. Sometimes we were in elevators so it was crowded as much as it could be, and sometimes it was just the two of us.
1: I know they say grown men don't cry, but did you have any emotional experiences on this seven night cruise?
0: Yeah, you know, when I first stepped on board the ship, if if a tear didn't come out of my eye, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was literally dancing, yeah, um, and enjoying it with the crew. And in fact, to a point where I think I held up some people behind me. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was so exciting to get on board, and I would do it all over again. In fact, I was sad to get off.
1: Well, looking yep. back on this cruise, uh, do you have any first time tips to offer anyone who may be considering? Uh, Norwegian in a, um, we'll call it a a startup environment? A
0: great bonus would be to to download the app and get accustomed to using the app because there are some features in the app that are just going to make your life a lot easier. Whether it's looking up the menus, if if you're uncomfortable getting the paper menus, or it's looking at the Freestyle Daily, or if it's downloading the Freestyle Daily and sharing it with others on Facebook. I did that on last day and everybody that was in some of the groups around was just really excited to see that. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do with the app, um, which, which was really nice. So I I would say that that's a good tip and others just prepare to have a great time and in, in a more normal environment than you've been accustomed to over the last 18 months or so.
1: Yeah, for sure. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you?
0: Biggest highlight was actually getting on board and actually being on a cruise and, and and being with my wife and being able to check out from what we've been going through and just having a fantastic time like we always have on cruise on cruise vacations.
1: Very good, Carrie. And your final thoughts of Norwegian Gem?
0: I would do it all over again. Uh, we were quite surprised. Uh, actually, we were a little bit hesitant before we booked Norwegian Gem just because of the age and the size, but it was in such great shape. It's been kept up really well. And we said we would do this ship again. In a heartbeat, if if it was closer, it'd be even better. So bring it to Port Canaveral.
1: Absolutely. I'm only like two hours from there. So I, I'll sign off on that with you. I'm asking you this for selfish reasons here, because I'm probably going to sail the ship at some point soon. Where are the quiet spots on board?
0: Martini bar? Yep, would definitely be a great quiet spot to go to for sure. Um, the atrium would not be a quiet spot. There are card rooms and and library areas that are available to you. One other unique thing on this ship that I found was there is a um, a bridge viewing area where you can actually walk into, I forget what deck it's on, but you walk to the front of the ship and there's a deck viewing area where you, you're in this room and you, you have glass windows where you can see what's going on in, in the, um, gosh,
1: Very good, man. Well, you've been talking all interview about the different videos you've been posting and such. So I want to give you the opportunity to share where listeners can find some of your videos and content you've been doing during your seven night cruise.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you asking. Uh, There's a couple of places you can find us. Our business website is expertisecruises.com with an X, not with an E. And uh, my personal where I post all the videos from Norwegian Gem is Carrie Wendell Stang. And we're also building a YouTube channel that we are looking forward to sharing a lot of great content in the future, as well as a ship tour of Norwegian Gem here in the near future. It's Expertise Cruisers with an X.
1: Talking with Kerry about his seven-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard Norwegian Gem, the very first Norwegian cruise line ship to sail from Florida. It was out of Miami. Kerry, great talking to you, my friend, and I look forward to many more.
0: Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's always a pleasure.
1: Breaking news as
0: it happens, online and on demand
1: at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.